This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Um, let's go ahead and open up with a time of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come before you to hear your word. And Father, we thank you that as we open our hearts, as we open uh, ourselves up tonight to the word, Lord, we thank you that it's going to fall on the good soul of our heart, the soil of our hearts, and it's going to take root, Lord. And, and Father, we thank you that healing is going to come about because of your word, because of you, Lord God. So Father, I thank you that the stage is set for a great thing to happen in our lives starting tonight. Father, I thank you that as we receive it, it will begin to manifest itself in our bodies. And as we move forward, we'll move forward in wholeness and healing in every area. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles tonight or your smart devices, or if you have no idea what I'm talking about, we do something in healing class every week. We have some Bibles in the back for those of you who don't have a Bible. Uh, feel free to grab one, hold, hang on to it. Uh, it, it that we make those available to everyone. But we'd love to make a confession together as a, as a family. So we'll wait until everyone gets their Bibles. All right, so let's, let's say it like we mean it tonight. Say, this is my Bible. It's God's Word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. All right, I, I like saying it twice all the time, you know. I, I, you all think I do it for you, but I do it for me a lot of times. Let's say it one more time. Say, this is my Bible. It's God's Word to me. Let's say that again, and, and let's, let's, let's point to ourselves. Say, it's God's Word to me. It's going to strengthen me. It's going to refresh me. It's going to be medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. Amen. You know, I, I think it's important that we get that down on the inside of our hearts. Why? Because there's a scripture in the passage that, or, or there's a passage in scripture that says that the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. A strong spirit. And how do we get a strong spirit? We get a strong spirit from the word of God. We want to build our spirits up. Why? Because the promise is, is it's going to sustain us when that bad diagnosis comes. It's going to sustain us when those symptoms try to creep back up. And it's going to help get us through and over uh, to healing. And so that's why we do that. That's why we make those resources available each and every week. And, and we believe that as we, you'll grab onto the scriptures, as you'll grab onto the word, not to a person, but grabbing onto Christ, grabbing onto the word, your situation is going to change. Healing is going to come about in your body. How many of you guys know that there's nothing that's too difficult for the Lord? Okay, so four of y'all know that. What about the rest of y'all? How many of y'all know that there's nothing too difficult for, for God? Amen. That God can do anything on your behalf and in your body. There's no sickness that's catching him off guard that he has no answer for. You get that? We have to, all of us, including me, we have to begin acknowledging everything that was accomplished on the cross. You realize your healing was finished on the cross. It was purchased on the cross. And now all we have to do is receive it, guys. And I believe that as we build our faith up, as we get our faith to a point, and we start believing what the Word of God says, you're going to start seeing healing come about in your body in a new way. I believe that. I believe that. And you have to believe that as well. Well, I was sitting in my office all day long, and I had a friend who's been visiting me all day long. All day long, out, outside my window, there's been a bird 
hitting the glass all, did you hear it? All day long. And I'm thinking, what in the world's going on? And this bird was just determined that at some point I'm going to get into this room and get to the other side. He just kept hitting and hitting. Right before I came downstairs for healing class, he was still hitting the window. So he's just determined. The only thing is, is that barrier there, that glass is stronger than he is. And I have no doubt that if he continues hitting that window, eventually he's going to tire out and give up. Guys, I was thinking about that on the way down, here, down the stairs here. Do you realize that when Christ died on the cross, the barrier that was there that kept us from healing was removed? That there's nothing between me and healing. That at any point in time, I can go in and receive it. Do you understand that? All we have to do is by faith go after it and we can obtain it. And I believe that in the days ahead, we're going to hear a great many testimonies from all of you about what God's doing in your life and his faithfulness. Well, I love to tell stories. And so I'll tell one that I told on myself earlier this morning. I told this story in the past before. But, but I, I believe it's important that when we go to God and we, when we begin to develop uh, our relationship with God, that there are certain things that we need more of, certain ingredients, so to speak, that we need to be able to truly obtain all that God has for us. You know, I was telling a story to a group of ladies earlier. I don't know why I did this, but now uh, they have ammo against me. But um, several years back when my children were a lot smaller, I, you know, my, my in-laws used to live in Georgia. And so I got this idea that, you know, because we had brought some peaches back from Georgia, that I was going to make my wife a peach pie. And uh, if you've never had a Georgia peach, it, it is heaven on earth, you know. And um, so I watched the lady on the Food Network make a pie. So I said, can't be that hard. So I wrote down all the directions and began to make a pie. And, and guys, when I tell you that this pie was like perfect, it, oh my gosh. I put, I put all the ingredients in there, put the pie in the oven, pulled the pie out. I mean, the crust was perfect, perfect color, perfect shape. I mean, it was just perfect on end. I mean, my kids were like climbing on the chairs, trying to get to the pie. They were fighting one another because they wanted the first bite of the pie. And I was like, no. This is for your mother. I love your mother, and she's going to get the first piece of the pie. This is her pie. And, you know, I, I was waiting in anticipation, and then 4 o'clock came around, and she came through the door. And kids ran up, and they told her, Daddy, Daddy, made, he made you a pie. And, you know, and, and so I grabbed her purse and put it down, and I grabbed her hand, and I led her to the table, and I put that perfect pie down right in front of her. And she was just amazed that her husband could do such a thing, you know. And, and, and so uh, I went, and I got her a fork, and I got her a plate, and I took the little knife, and... I cut a perfect triangle and I scooped it up. And when I tell you it was perfect, I mean, the shape was perfect. What remained on the table was perfect. I mean, it was just perfect in every way. And I put the pie on her piece on her plate and gave her a fork. And this big smile was on her face. And she looked at me and looked at the kids. And she took her fork and she put her fork down in it. And she smiled. And she said, here goes. And she put that pie in her mouth. And then her eyes got real big. She jumped up, ran to the bathroom, and I could hear her spitting it out in the toilet. And I'm thinking, why would you spit out a perfect pie? And she's like, what did you put in it? So I went back to the list, and I said, well, I put this in it, and I put a dash of sugar, and I put a cup of salt, and I put... <laughs> and I paused. 
I said, I put a cup of salt. And she goes, you put more of the wrong stuff in there, sweetie. She goes, you should have put more sugar than you did salt. And I learned that day that the ingredients in a recipe is very important. I also know this. When it comes to our faith, there are certain things that we need to have more of. We need to have more of the Word of God. We need to have more time with the Lord. We need, we need to have certain things involved if we're going to be able to experience what God has for us. Does that make sense? You don't want to be like Derek and the peach pie. You want to be able to experience what God has for you. And I believe that in order for us to experience that, we're going to have to really, really be able to begin to persevere and be persistent in our faith. Perseverance is the continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Continued effort. So in this class, we always tell you, you need to stay in your word. Read your Bible continuously. You need to do that. On top of that, begin to memorize the scriptures continuously. We have resources on that table, healing scriptures. Get them on the inside of you. I can truly tell you 10 years ago, that scripture I started out with, that the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. I didn't know that scripture, but what did I do? I memorized it. I got it on the inside of me. Began to meditate on it. And now, that scripture is a part of my walk with God. It's, it's helping to build my faith up. Continued effort. We want to continue speaking in faith. You get a bad diagnosis. Your answer is, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You feel a sharp shooting pain somewhere. And your answer is, is the healing power of God's at work in me, bringing about a healing and a cure. Continuously. If we're going to persevere, it's a continuous thing, guys. We can't give up. We got to keep going at it. We got to keep going and going and going and going and going. And you'll see that your faith will get stronger. Hebrews 10.36 says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Perseverance. We got to have that never give up attitude, that never give up mentality. And I'm talking from a, a, a point of personal experience. You know, uh, my wife, kids, a lot of people who know me tell me that I have a very strong personality. And that strong personality comes from my mother. And my mother, from the age of eight, when I was eight, um, got a sickness in her body. And so she was in a wheelchair for the majority of my life. But that never deterred her. She worked, she was in the military. She, you know, uh, did civilian jobs, was every, at every sporting event. I mean, she was just go get them, go get them, go get them. And then in her mid to late 50s, she was diagnosed with stomach cancer. But she was fiery about it. She was like, no, the word of God says I'm healed. And she grabbed onto the word and she was ferocious about her faith. And, and, and her faith was an inspiration for me because she didn't let it deter her. And the doctors, I, was, I remember because I used to have to go everywhere with her, and the doctor said, someone in your condition with the debilitation that's in your muscles and your nerves and everything, 
you should not be able to fight off this aggressive form of cancer. And I remember, remember her saying, my God is stronger and bigger than anything happening in my body. And I'm in my body. And I'm thinking, who is this woman? I mean, wow. And the cancer went away. Ten years later, because of other situations and circumstances, she wasn't in church, she wasn't in her word, and she got diagnosed with breast cancer. And it came. And the doctor said, we caught it early, so you have nothing to worry about. But she wasn't in the word. She wasn't believing. And her words were, well, if it's God's will, you know, maybe, maybe it's my time. What happened? She didn't continue in the word. Her faith wasn't strong. This is a woman I love dearly. Was God wrong? No. We have to go to the scriptures as our source, folks. Even when it comes to people that we love, the scriptures are true. And if you'll hold on to the scriptures, it doesn't matter what happened to this person or what happened to this person. It doesn't matter what the geneticist says runs in your family. If the word of God says nothing is too difficult for him, if the word of God says that Jesus went about healing all diseases, it covers everything. And that's what we grab a hold to. Now, I have no doubt that my mother's with the Lord now. She's no longer in a wheelchair. But I do believe you and I, we can throw in the towel too early. The Lord wants us to live all of our days. He knows what those days are. And so we've got to trust him and believe that when we go, we'll go peacefully. But get into the word. Build your faith. Get strong in your faith and watch what the Lord will be, begin to do in your body. I shared this uh, story from our, our, a couple of weeks ago when, when we met, and it was a story of the paralytic in Luke 5. I'm going to ask you in your Bibles, let's turn to Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 17 through 26. Talk about perseverance and, and uh, persistence. Luke 5, 17 through 26. Now it happened on a certain day that he, Jesus, was teaching, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees uh, and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town in Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, I want to stop here for just a minute. One thing that I always like to point out is this. Anytime you're in the presence of the word of God, the power to heal is available. You understand that? So when you are at home reading your Bible, the Lord can heal you during that time. When you are in service, worshiping and listening to the word of God, the power to heal is available. When you come to healing class, the power to heal is available. That needs to be singed in your brain that when I go to service today, the Lord is going to continue healing my body. When I enter into worship today, when Justin and the worship team are leading us, 
the power of, to heal is going to be present. It is. It says the power was present to heal them. Verse 18, then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how to, they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through, through, the, uh, through the tiling in the midst of before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and when the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? It says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven to you or to say, rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up what he had been lying on. Guys, there's nothing too difficult, nothing impossible for God. Here, here's what I love. These men wanted to get to Jesus. They encountered a crowd. They wanted to get to Jesus because they knew he was the source of healing. That if they could get to him, they could receive healing for their friend. There's one problem. Many other people had gotten to him before them, and they couldn't get there. Have you ever wanted something from the Lord, but you found yourself reasoning and coming up with reasons why you could never have peace? Why? You could never be blessed with healing. Why? You could never have this or that. When the scripture says that God gives you these things, is it, me, is it only me who's been caught, been caught up in reasoning? Don't let the enemy steal from you. Get rid of every excuse and do whatever it takes to get to Jesus. These men took their friend up on the rooftop and began pulling back everything to be able to see Jesus. And then they lowered their friend down in front of him. I love that. There's a scripture in Hebrews 4.12. I'm going to read it to you here real quick. Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints of marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. The word of God. I like to say it like this. When you get the word of God on the inside of you, it begins to go on the inside of you and begin to weed out everything that's not of God. You don't deserve healing. God would never heal you. This is too big for God. You know what? You've gone to God too many times. The pain is too great. I'm too old to get through this. The word of God begins to weed all of that out to the point where you get to a point now where you're like, God's working in my body right now. God's strengthening my bones right now. That's why we've got to stay in the word of God, folks, because the word of God is powerful than anything, more, more powerful than anything in this earth, more powerful than anything that the enemy will bring your way, more powerful than all the lies that, are, that may be in your head. He is. But we've got, just like those guys pull that roof back, get in the word of God and watch what the word of God begins to do. Your, your, your thoughts will begin to go in a different place. I'll never forget. I mean, for me, I think I've 
the Lord has healed me in, in different areas, but the biggest one for me was the, the depression. It was, it was this weight that I couldn't see or feel, but it was just this weight that sat on me day after day, night after night. Doctor says you're depressed. People said your life is too busy. This is too much. I mean, everybody's saying all these things. And for a season, I was going along with it. People would say, how you doing? Oh, yeah, well, I'm battling depression. What am I? I'm owning that. Well, how'd you get there? Oh, it's just too much, man. It's got, this is going to happen. This is happening. That's happening. I'm just, I'm just, I'm owning all this other garbage. But then I found a scripture that says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And it was something about that phrase, sound mind. It was like, well, wait a minute. If God's given me soundness of mind, why am I walking around here stressed out, crossed up on things, anxious? I'm carrying something that doesn't belong to me. I need to be carrying what he's given me. And so I made a decision. I'm not going to rely on any appeals. This is my decision. I'm going to rely on what the word of God says. And so that became my scripture for that season. Lord, I thank you that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and soundness of mind. Soundness of mind. Lord, you know what? This anxiety is trying to land on me, but it can't find a place to land. Why? Because your soundness, your word has taken up space and there's no room for anything else. What am I doing? I'm personalizing it, folks. I'm grabbing ownership. It's now my scripture. I'm holding on to it. And then it became a time where there was no room for anything else. Why? Because I accepted that I had soundness of mind. Does this make sense? So say I'm battling something in my body. I'm battling something. I have a bad diagnosis. And I know the scripture that says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Well, Lord, you know what? Your word says that as I build my spirit up and make it stronger and stronger, it's going to sustain me and get me through this to the other side. That there's an end to this. There's an expiration date to this. It's not something that I have to live with for the rest of my life. Why? Because your promise is it's going to sustain me until I get to the other side. Guys, we've got to start personalizing the scriptures. You know, I remember, you know, we, we didn't grow up with a lot of things in our house. And, you know, I remember when my dad got promoted in, in the Air Force and he got a little extra money and he started bringing home gifts for us that we weren't used to. And, you know, I, I was a little geeked out. And so um, one thing that I always wanted as a little boy for many years was a G.I. Joe figure with the Kung Fu grip, you know, and um, <laughs> I would put on my Christmas list and, and I'd want G.I. Joe and he'd go get some dollar store thing that just wasn't G.I. Joe. And I remember that one birthday when I unwrapped the gift and it was the G.I. Joe guy with the Kung Fu grip. And, and I remember looking at my dad saying, is that for me? And he goes, yeah, baby, it's, that's for you. He said, I purchased it for you. I bought it for you. That, is, that belongs to you now. And I just sat there and I looked at it because it was just, I'm like, is that really for me? He goes, yes. And he's like, son, play with it. It's yours. It belongs to you. And I never forget the feeling of when I grabbed it and began to play with it and realizing that it was mine. It's just something that washes over you that 
your dad thought enough of you to go and get something that you thought you would never be able to get. Guys, can I tell you? We serve a God who has purchased our healing that has it laying before us, and he says, take it. It belongs to you. And he did that because he loves us. You know the Bible says that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God? Sometimes we believe that we've gone to the well too much or we've done too much that we could never. No. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. So receive. Take what he's provided for you and enjoy the life that he wants you to have. But in order to do that, we're going to have to prioritize the word of God. You know, I, I love, I'm not reading the story, but we talk about it a lot in here. There's a story in scripture about a Shunammite woman, about how um, she was blessed with a son, and in the story, her son dies. And after he dies, she goes after the man of God because she's like, no, you know, th this, this is going to turn around. So when she gets to the man of God, scripture says she falls at his feet, and he's, he's telling he tells his servant to go and, 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 and pray over the boy and to take her, you know, take the woman back with him. And she says, no, I will not leave. I will not leave you. I will not leave you until you come back with me. That's how we have to get in the word of God. We need to grab a hold of those scriptures and say, I will not let go until my healing manifests in my body. I will not let go until God's word proves true in this situation. I will not let go until I get all that God has for me. And we can do that, guys. We can do that. We've got to trust the Lord, get into his word, and stand strong. So we want to be persistent in the word of God. John 15, 4 and 8 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and it is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Verse 7, this is the one I want to point out. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. Do you know that when... You receive healing in your body. That glorifies God. Not walking around letting everyone know that you're sick and, and, you know, but you're serving the Lord and, you know, the Lord is good. No. When God heals you, that glorifies him. But we've got to let God's word abide in us. You and I, I my, I'm included. We need to get to a point where those scriptures on that table, those scriptures in the Bible are so much in us that we can just speak them. And when we get to that point, the power of sickness and death can't hold sway over us, guys. His word, his word works no matter what we're up against and what it's up against, you know. I personally have, have dealt with pneumonia, and I, I stood on the word of God. I've talked about depression. I stood on the word of God. I had to deal with Bell's palsy, stood on the word of God. Whatever comes my way, my answer is always going to be the word of God. Why? 
because I'm fully persuaded now. And we all have to get fully persuaded that our answer is in the word of God, that it's not too difficult for God, that he is my source, he's my rescue, he is where my healing is going to come from. And God's word will prove true, folks. Faith and patience. So when a seed is planted, we talk about the word of God being a seed, and tended, the farmer knows that the seed is germinating. He knows that even though he cannot see anything outside as far as changes, that the work has already begun underneath. And in the same way, when we have planted the word of God in our hearts, we know that it is working. Even if we can't see or feel any differences, faith knows that the word is causing change to take place. But I love that there. It says when the seed is planted and tended, we've got to tend to it. Bible says, my son, give attention to my words. Climb to my sayings, for they are life to those who find them and health and healing to all their flesh. That's Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. If we will attend to his word, that's a promise. And incline to his sayings. Meaning, let's, let's lean more so on what the Word of God says as opposed to what Google says. I know I'm not the only one who's Googled something that's been diagnosed. Let's lean more so on the Word of God as opposed to what the statistics say. You get what I'm saying? The Word of God is important in our journey here. And, and, and as we embrace it, We'll see things turn around. Hebrews 6.12 says this, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This is another reason why I encourage people to be in the word of God. There are those seasons where you may be struggling in your faith. Understand this. God is no respecter of persons. That if he did it for one, he'll, he'll do the same for you. And sometimes we need a, a fill up or a boost or encouragement, go to the scriptures. They're full of stories of God's faithfulness. I go there all the time, and I tell myself, Lord, you did the impossible for the Shunammite. You can do the impossible for me. Lord, you gave someone their sight. Lord, you restored a withered hand. Lord, you healed a paralytic. Lord, you blessed Miss Joy. Lord, you blessed John Fernandez. Lord, you blessed Miss Janet. Guys, understand, we can imitate their faith. When they get up here and they share about God's goodness and about how they stood on God's word and how they began to confess the scriptures, begin to imitate that. Begin to apply that in your own life. I've grown because I've watched who God's put into my life. And I've learned from them. Understand. It's God who seats us in the body together. You understand that? We are all here at the Ark Church this Wednesday night because God's brought us together. Now, what can we glean from one another? It's good. I love seeing everyone's faces. I love seeing Jeff and Mickey and Maureen and Lucky. But what can we glean from our time together and learn and take from here and begin applying in our lives so that we can begin experiencing healing in our lives, peace in our minds. What can we glean? God has us here for a reason. And know that if you'll have that mindset that 
you take away something from our time together, take away something from the service, and begin applying it to your life, that seed, that word, will begin to work on your behalf. So we want to attend to the word. We want to imitate those. And then finally, on the backside, we want to be persistent in prayer. Luke eleven five eight 5, 8 says, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine who has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give to him because, of, because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. We want to be persistent, going back to the word over and over and over and over. You may get tired of, of reading that scripture and, and, and declaring that scripture and speaking that scripture, but guess what? There's something that goes, that's going into operation, whether you realize it or not. You want to keep going back and keep going back to the scriptures, to the Lord in prayer. You know, for me, what I do is, is I'll take, take my, my request to the Lord. The Bible says, take your request. And then I know that once I've taken my request to the Lord, the Bible says he hears us. So from that point, it doesn't become a beg fest where I'm begging. Now it's, Lord, thank you that every word of God proves true. Thank you, Lord that you have given me soundness of mind. Thank you, Lord God, that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord God, that you cause your beloved children to lie down and sleep peacefully at night. Thank you, Lord. I'm still going to the Lord for the same situation. I know he's heard me, and now I'm just getting my heart and my words in agreement with him. Does that make sense? But we want to... That relationship... And going to him in prayer. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. You need to have an ongoing prayer life. Ongoing. First, uh, First John 5.14 and 15 says this, this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, is healing a part of his will? It is. So if we ask for it, it says that is consistent with his plan and purpose, he hears us. And if we know for a fact, as, we, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us the requests which we have asked from him. How many of y'all believe that God's faithful? He's faithful. He's not just the God of certain people. He's our God. He loves us all just the same. He wants to do mighty miracles, mighty works in our lives. But we need to go to him, trust him, and believe him. We have to have some grit, folks. We got to have some fight on the inside of us. And I promise you, if you'll fight, if you'll stand, if you'll get in the word of God and be persistent in prayer, you will see a mighty move of God in your lives. You know, I, I, we used to have this dog. 
and and he, I, I love the dog to pieces because he just taught me so much. I mean, he was just a little booger, you know, to be honest with you. Because when he latched on to something, he wouldn't let go. And my wife and kids were getting mad. Because he was a little Boston Terrier. They would get mad because I'd grab him when he grabbed a toy or a shirt. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to fix you. And I'd pick it up, and he's this big. And so he would hold on to it, and he'd be this high off the ground. And I'd just start twirling him, shaking, doing all this. And he would not let go. And initially, I thought I was messing with him, and I was having fun. But eventually, I got frustrated and angry and just put him down and said, fine, and walked off. And he would look at me and kind of just go strutting off like, I showed you. <laughs> Guys, that's how we have to get with our faith. We need to find the scripture and hold on to it. Latch on to it and never let go. Never give up. Never give up. Perseverance and persistence. There's a little creed that uh, I heard a long time ago and it's always stuck with me. It's called the Stonecutter Credo. It says, when nothing seems to help, I go and look at the stonecutter hammering away at his rock perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet, yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. We want to stay persistent in our faith, per persistent in the word of God. And guys, I'm telling you, healing will come. Peace will come. Joy will come. But you got to stay at it. My encouragement to you is this. Stay plugged into healing class. Stay plugged into our church service. Why? Because when we come together, the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens one, one another. We're going to cheer you on. We're going to encourage you. We're going to help remind you to stay in the word of God. And I guarantee you, your faith will begin to grow and God will begin to move. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that as we leave here tonight, Lord God, we leave here with instructions, Lord, to stay committed, to stay faithful, and to continue to be persistent and persevere in your word. Father, we thank you that your word proves true, and we thank you that when we go to you, Lord God, and trust you, that healing will come to our lives like never before. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.